Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax sell veteran. I'm the leading tax sell expert. I'm the author of the Tax Sell Playbook, founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. This is a completely free podcast and is brought to you through and because of the Tax Sell Academy. If you're looking to learn more about investing in tax defaulted real estate, just head on over to TaxSellAcademy.com again. That's TaxSellAcademy.com. All right, on today's podcast episode, we'll be discussing a few red flags when it comes to researching tax-defaulted real estate. So as you might know, tax sell research is such a very important part of what we do as tax sell investors. If you're new to this business, picture this. Somebody says, I've got a property that I want to sell you. Here's the legal description, and here is the parcel number. So you take a look at the legal description. It's a bunch of abbreviations, numbers, and directions that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Then you look at the parcel number, and it looks like a phone number, except there's a few extra digits and maybe even some letters thrown in there. In many cases, that's all we tell you. There's your information. Good luck. Do you want to buy this property or not? In other cases, they will provide additional information for us. Here's an address but I don't guarantee it's the address to the property that I'm selling, so you might want to check that out. Or here's a photo, but I don't guarantee it's a photo of the actual property that we're selling. You might want to check that out too. In fact, there's a good chance that photo was taken by a third party that we contracted with. And by the way, we are only going to sell you what we own, and we're not sure what we own. We might not have full ownership of this property. And then for good measure, You must understand that by buying the property that I'm offering to sell, everything falls on you. We hold no responsibility whatsoever, no liability whatsoever, nada, zero, zilch. We don't guarantee anything, nothing. Everything is on your shoulders. Good luck with that, right? That's tax defaulted real estate. If you saw that advertisement anywhere else, you'd probably just laugh. But that's exactly what tax sell investing is. And that's such a large part of the reason that we are able to get incredible deals because it does require the extra effort. That's also the reason that research is so very important. I get dozens, if not hundreds of videos that I've posted over the years on YouTube on tax sell research. I've gone into depth on research in this podcast. and Obviously, it's something that we go into great detail on inside the Tax Law Academy. Don't think for a second that tax sell research is mundane or boring or you can just scrape by with surface level research. You can't. You will lose money. I can just about guarantee it's going to happen to you sooner or later. Now, as you'll discover over the course of learning about this business and reading and filtering through tax sell lists, there are some good properties, there's some bad properties, and there are some really, really bad properties. The trick, of course, is to determine which is which. After looking at hundreds of thousands of properties that have been sold through the tax defaulted real estate system, there are certainly a number of red flags that can help us along the way. So let's go over a few of these red flags when it comes to researching these tax defaulted properties. The first red flag is what I refer to as the frequent flyer. Tax sale properties will end up at a tax sale because somebody failed to pay the taxes. We all know that. But was there a valid reason? Did somebody specifically choose not to pay the taxes on that property because they didn't want the property anymore? You're going to come across properties that we refer to as frequent flyers. And that means these are the properties that went through tax foreclosure one time. 
Somebody bought that property at the tax sale. And then they discovered there was a serious issue with that property to the point where they did not think it was worth paying the taxes on that same property that they just bought from the tax sale. So what happens? It goes through the tax foreclosure process once more, maybe even twice more, three times more. I've actually seen the same property at auction more than six times, the same exact property. These are frequent flyers, and there's probably a very good reason that that property is back at the auction. Another red flag is some sort of sign or notice in a photo. If an auction company posts photos of the property or you come across a photo of the property online somewhere, there's a sign posted on that premises, then that should probably be a red flag for you. Now, in many areas, the tax foreclosure process will require a notice be posted on the property. So make sure you know what you're looking for. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that condemnation notice that demolition notice, or that public nuisance hearing notice. Yep, all those are red flags. Another red flag is to review a tax sale list and see a subdivision name over and over and over again. I've seen some tax sale lists that will have 300 or more properties from one specific subdivision. Huge red flag. It could be an issue where that subdivision doesn't physically exist or there could be no access to it. Perhaps it's not buildable, not desirable, or it could be crazy high HOA fees that make the investment there cost prohibitive. Scan the legal descriptions in that tax sale list for subdivision names to see if there's a recurring theme, then research that subdivision thoroughly before you waste much time there. The next red flag is a similar one, and that is properties that are in one specific area. If you continue to see the same street names, the same sections of town, or other geographically similar clues, that should be a huge red flag. I've been in sections of town before where every third house was a tax foreclosure. That's right, every third house. When you're dealing with those kind of stats, it's very hard to make the case to invest there. So get a clue on the area that you're investing in and pay attention to all the signs. Another red flag along those same lines are the trashed properties. Now, perhaps it's not as obvious as one out of every three homes being a tax foreclosure, but maybe you have just four or five in one particular area or in a few city blocks, and half of those look like they're trash. That's a pretty good sign that that area is not going to be somewhere you should be investing. I remember seeing a photo of a trashed out house and thinking, Maybe it's just this house. Maybe it just had some bad tenants or, you know, just a bad situation around this house. So I took a ride through that area. That area was completely unknown to me. It was many, many states away from me. That was by far one of the scariest rides of my life. I was an obvious outsider. I was seemingly lost and I was in a very, very bad section of town. Lesson learned, red flag raised. If you see a number of trash properties in one area, you can kind of conclude that that area is not gonna be a very desirable area to invest in. Another red flag, structural disrepair. That wall that looks a little bit crooked from the road, it's probably the reason that property is here in the first place. And it's probably the reason that the house is unsafe and will be a huge money pit. Now, sometimes you can't tell, but if there's any indication whatsoever of structural instability, skip that property. Talking about large cracks in walls, leaning walls, missing bricks, that kind of thing. Sure, it can be very, very tempting to try your hand at fixing it yourself, hoping to save some money or hoping to snag that amazing deal. 
But as somebody from Florida familiar with structural issues, the cost to repair foundations can sometimes exceed the cost to just rebuild the entire structure. So make sure when you see structural issues, it's a red flag for you. Another red flag are the remains of buildings or trash on a piece of property. If you see a stack of old blocks on a property, they might have come from the building that was previously there. Now it might not be that big of a deal or it could be directly related to the reason that property is being sold, such as being a contaminated piece of property. If you're seeing trash on the property, then the locals might be using it as their dumping grounds. Meanwhile, when you buy it, you'll be required to clean it up. And let's just hope that they didn't dump contaminants there or thousands of old used tires, which I have seen before. The next red flag might be hidden on the tax sale list itself in the legal description. I've said it many times before, but the county is only selling that legally described land. They are only selling that legal description, not the address, not the house, not what the photo shows or what the neighbor says they're selling. They are only selling that legal description. If we take the case of a Florida man who recently paid $9,000, what he thought was a nice villa, and he only ended up buying a one-foot strip of land, you always have to remember a story like that so you don't make that same mistake. This was very, very obvious when you looked at the legal description. That legal description read northernly, one foot. It was very, very obvious if you took the time to read that legal description, and of course you had to know what you're looking for. I've also seen situations where that legal description will say conservation area, water retention area, neighborhood park, and then sometimes you'll see a percentage ownership that's being sold instead of the entire property. It's not fun being a property owner that only owns 172nd of that property. So make sure you check those legal descriptions for the obvious red flags. Another red flag is gonna be the odd results on a GIS system. Now I'm not gonna go into details about GIS on today's episode, but in short, you can use GIS to see approximate boundary lines and the shapes and whatnot of properties. If it's not obvious by reviewing the legal description, that GIS can make oddly shaped properties become fairly obvious. That 10 acre property that you're looking at it's not so desirable when you realize it's a one foot wide easement that stretches 435,600 feet. 10 acres, but it's completely useless. And one last red flag for today are crazy low opening bid amounts. Now, obviously, there are ways to get extremely cheap properties through the tax foreclosure system. I've discussed them before. But if you're looking at a standard tax sale auction list and the opening bid is made up the bank due taxes, interest, and fees, and it's nominal, like very, very nominal, like $20, then there might be an issue. We have to remember that the taxes are gonna be based on the tax assessed value of that property. A million dollar house is not gonna have a $3 tax bill and a $3 opening bid. So if the opening bid is $3, you can probably guarantee it's gonna be a junk property, especially when you consider there's a couple years of back due taxes included in that, interest, and penalties. So take that into consideration. Also, after to think about it could be a nice-looking piece of property that might not be buildable. It might be a greenway conservation area or something like that. So the county puts a nominal tax assessed value, and in turn, you get that crazy low opening bid amount. So look at it deeply before proceeding. 
So there are a few different red flags that I look for when I'm researching a tax sale list. Most of these are very surface level type things you can discover within seconds of starting your research. Now, obviously, once these red flags jump out at you, you can skip that property. But if they don't jump out at you, that's the time you need to go deeper and deeper and do the proper and thorough amount of research on the properties you're thinking about buying. Take the time to learn how to research and continue to develop that skill and it'll become much easier for you. You'll get much more efficient and more accurate. And of course, the end result is gonna be more money in your pocket. I truly hope that you enjoyed this week's podcast episode. As a reminder, we do this podcast completely free and in exchange, we'd be so appreciative if you take just a few seconds out of your day to leave us some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on today. And if we can be of any help at all on your quest for tax hall success, there's a bunch of links in today's show notes including one to our primary site, which is taxallacademy.com, and all those links will help you get started. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care and make it a successful day. See you next time.